Welcome to The Greenhouse Effect. Our hope is that this podcast would be like a greenhouse to help you get unstuck and grow in your full potential because life ought to be fully lived. Episode 10, this is Steve Perkins, host of Greenhouse Effect and my co-host, Tommy Thompson. It's good to be back. We are really excited. We just kind of nerded out for a minute that this is our 10th episode. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. This is really a lot of fun. It is really fun. And we've already been hearing from some of you, a few people who have been listening to everyone and really trying to implement some of the ideas. It's just so fun to hear that. Um, And one of our friends who, you know, we want to give a shout out to as well, Drew Daniels, who helped produce the, he wrote the music that's here. He helped us produce the podcast and really um, figure everything out. He's been incredible. He's an incredible person. And he was saying that him and his wife started listening and they've been trying some of the things um, on the podcast. And um, he even had a big win the other day implementing the ideas from uh, Sharpening the Axe. Well, and honestly, this wouldn't be going without him. Yeah. So big shout out to Drew. Yeah. you guys can't call him. He's all ours. <laughs> no, but Drew's super talented person with amazing heart, and um, we just really appreciate him. Yep. So today, what are we talking about? We are talking about goal setting. So don't 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 turn off this podcast yet. <laughs> keep it on. Keep it on. That's right. Um, we're talking about goal setting for the non-goal setter. And you've probably seen us talk about this in blogs and other content recently, but we thought enough people have been responding to the topic. It'd be worth um, it'd be worth putting it on the podcast. And it's still early enough in the year; it's not too late to set some goals for 2019. Right. Well, one of the things I think about this topic is that um, so many people have a love hate relationship with goal setting. For some people, it's just pure hate. They hate the idea. They hate the concept. It's just, uh, it it makes them anxious. It doesn't work. And so this podcast is actually for you. <laughs> uh, it's also for that person who maybe kind of loves goal setting, but is also frustrated because it isn't helping them get anywhere. It's not really working other than it's just something that they do that they then frustrated with. Yeah. And and so I think that's kind of our question today. The key question is, what is a helpful approach for the non-goal setter, for someone who hates setting goals, or for someone who's tried and just really struggles to keep them and accomplish them? And, you know, I was thinking about this myself, that uh, one of my good friends in college, we were living in, in the same house with a bunch of other guys, and both both me and my friend Jeff really wanted to get better at going to the gym regularly. And we wanted to be better about working out consistently. Well, we thought it'd be smart to implement a system, right? This is like the foreshadow of greenhouse effect. (laughs) In college, somehow we tried to implement a system, believe it or not. But um, our idea was, okay, both of us are just struggling to get up early enough to go work out before class. And that's really the only time it's going to happen. So how about this? First person to wake up has to go in to the other person's room and punch the other guy until he wakes up and gets out of bed. <laughs> and, so, and so the motivation is I just don't want to get punched first thing in the morning. So then I'll get up and I'll try to get up first. 
And so we tried this, <laughs> punching each other and, until we could go to the gym. And I think it was only like two weeks that we actually stuck with it until we just got tired of, of getting beat up. Well, you probably had so many bruises, you couldn't do anything at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> it, it made for some good laughs, though. And um, so I can relate to, to this question. I've struggled my whole life to, to make meaningful goals and stick to them. But what I've found is this new process or this framework that you've created, Tommy, is, has given me a lot of momentum and a lot of people that I work with and have shared it with. Well, and really, honestly, the, this framework, uh, which I think is a lot simpler, comes out of um, utter failure. <laughs> I've, I've set goals now for a whole lot of years. And after a while, I got frustrated that the process was going the same way every year. I was putting down a whole lot of things, and I was finding that at the end of the year, I was accomplishing some of the goals. So there was this one sense that, okay, well, you know, it is better than if I didn't do anything at all, but that I wasn't really moving the needle in any way. Nothing really was changing. I was just kind of doing some stuff. And so I got really frustrated with that and said, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of putting all of this effort and energy and doing all this stuff, but nothing's really happening. I'm not really changing. <laughs> and so that's was the impetus for me to try to think about this in a fresh way. And I think it is, it actually truly is a fresh way. And it kind of embodies what you and I are all about, which is let's take big, audacious ideas that are, you know, big goals or really meaningful changes or things that are, um, we really kind of want to shoot for the moon and dream big, but then work them back to really solid concrete baby steps that are doable and practical practical right so you don't just get overwhelmed by the big idea or goal but you can actually start moving towards it in a realistic kind of way right and inevitably that always ends up uh, being in some form simpler mm -hmm. and so that's that's a little bit about what this process is about okay so anyone who it uh if you're on the road or on the treadmill, please do not pull out a pen and paper. Uh, but if you can, pull out a pen and paper or something to jot these, these next few notes down. And if you can't, um, we will include what we're about to dive into in the show notes um, so you can check it out later. Right. And in, in some ways, actually, the beauty of this is that it's so simple that you can probably remember it without taking notes. But um, you know, if you want to take notes, that's great. All right, so why don't you give us the framework, and we'll just step through it. Yeah, so one of the um, aha moments for me, the uh, light bulb going off, was realizing that I was accomplishing a lot of things with my goals, but I wasn't accomplishing the important things. So one year, I remember looking back on it after after the fact, and in that particular year, I had 31 goals with, in one of those areas, 14 sub-goals. And so I had this sense of accomplishing a lot of things because I probably accomplished 15 or 20 of them. But in essence, by the very fact that I had so many goals, it gave me 
internally in my rationalizing side the permission to do the goals that I wanted to do and to ignore the goals that were harder, that were more important. And so I realized that if you really want to make progress, you have to identify and clarify and narrow down to what really is going to be important. So I developed kind of a a, a little bit of a two-pronged system. Okay. One was I wanted to uh, narrow down uh, what my goals were and what was important, but I wanted to do it in such a way that uh, I didn't ignore the, uh, the, the breadth of life. Right. So towards that end, I said, what, are, what, what creates holistic health? In a life, and I broke it down into eight categories for me. And you can borrow these categories, or you can come up with your own list of eight, or six, or four, or ten, or whatever. But these are the things that represent um, uh, a healthy, balanced life for me. So for me, mine were family, relationships, finances, health. Faith, uh, personal habits, lifestyle, experiences, and career or mission. Okay. So those were the eight areas that I want to make sure that I don't ignore any one of those areas. And that if I, if I am moving forward in those areas, it's kind of touching on everything okay. that's important. Yeah, so there may be some overlap, but you're just trying to create a framework of categories to make sure you're thinking about the different areas of life and not forgetting something. Exactly, that you're not forgetting something that's important just because it doesn't happen to be at the top of your mind. Right, I just the other day I mentioned people were um, really responding well to this framework is somebody, um, I think through our Facebook page, was talking about uh, how she she tried this framework out and she's been a pretty intentional goal setter, but she realized there were three categories she was never considering. Wow. That she had never taken into account. And so it was just kind of fun to hear that, you know, just the fact of having the framework alone, not even, you know, forget about even the goal setting, but just the framework alone helped her gain some new awareness that for years she was missing out on um, a couple key categories. Wow, that's great. Okay, so once you have those areas, and whether you're using the areas that I suggested or your own, the idea is to have you know some specific areas that encompass the whole of life as as you're living it. Then the idea is to uh, go through a, a mental process and say, what is the one thing that I could do in this area that would actually make a difference that would move me forward, that would move the needle, that would uh, equate to real progress Mm -hmm. in that area. The key is not what are the five things or what are the 10 things, but what's the one thing? And what I found is that when I narrowed it down into that type of way of thinking about things, what's the one thing? Usually I had an immediate response of, oh, well, if I did this, that would actually really uh-huh. make a difference. Yeah. And it was like right underneath the surface, the one thing that would really make a difference was very obvious to me in each one of those areas. So maybe something 
you do while you're writing these ideas and thoughts down is you actually, maybe you have another column on the page, which is kind of capturing your emotional reaction or your internal reaction to them. And so you notice when something really sticks out and you kind of feel feel that as you're thinking through it right. versus something that maybe you put down and it's a bit, it's a bit more neutral. Well, and for some people, uh, the one thing may not jump off the page, like I'm saying. Uh-huh. So you might, you know, have to list four or five things and then identify what's the one most important thing that'll move it down. But in the end, some of the simplicity of this system is to say, you want to end up with in essence, eight one things. Okay. So, so, so far, step one, find some space and time, maybe even put it on your calendar where you can even spend 15 minutes on this, but hopefully a little bit more. Step two, write down these eight categories. Right. Step three, for each category, write down one most important thing that would be a goal for this year. Right. So once you have that, you're still now dealing with eight things, and that's a lot to keep in your mind. Mm-hmm. So from there, we, we want to call it down a little bit further. What I found in my own life is that four or five of the areas, uh, I'm, I'm doing okay on. There wasn't anything that really just jumped off that was a huge issue in my life. So those areas were not a really big deal to me. Uh, it might be relationships in, in my life, mm-hmm. or it might be family, or it might be that I, I'm good with finances or whatever. But four or five of the areas, kind of, it's not bad to be aware of them, but they're not big deals. But what I found is that two or three of the areas really jumped off, and I went, wow, these, this is a problem. Yeah. This, this is a real need in my life. And so part of this process is culling down to say there are two or three, maybe hopefully no more than four, uh, really key things that will move the needle mm-hmm. for me. And those become actually my goals for the year. Then I think from there, anything else is just great. Anything else. And what I found is that most of the goals that I was accomplishing in previous years, I would have accomplished them whether I wrote them down or not. Yeah. You know, and then some of the goals, once I got a little bit into the year, I knew I had no intention of accomplishing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so really in the end, you move ahead by identifying those few things that you really deeply need to work on and giving all of your attention and focus on that. Now, you may not have the great satisfaction of checking off 30 different things, but you actually change. You actually, something happens. Something actually happens. And like you said, it's, if you're talking about a year time frame, a lot happens in a year. And so you, you will probably end up accomplishing more than just those few. But by narrowing it down to the few, you actually get traction. Right. And what it also helps you to do is once you identify those one or two or three things, you are then able to give it the level of attention that is warranted and break it down a little bit further. So how am I actually going to make sure that if I do nothing else this year, I will do this. I will accomplish this. Okay. So what about the person who's listening saying, 
that's eight categories. I really am struggling to figure out what's either what's most important in each category or what are some potential goals in each of those eight. Yeah. So, um, I, I think that there are a lot of different ways and I think think it might be good for us to throw out, uh, you know, a few examples of the way we go about it because, you know, even some of the, uh, the ideas that are out there that that are very helpful about smart goals and different things like that they they actually while they're very good they lend such a complexity mm-hmm. to trying to come up with a goal that it you just don't even want to get started on yeah. it so what's a what's an example of yours well something i tried this year um that i actually just walked through a the same approach with a coaching client. And so it was really successful for me and for that client. And so I feel pretty good about sharing this, although it's a new approach for me, is taking my life vision and kind of career mission, which I, you know, have those written down on paper. I continue to refine them. Um, And again, like we've mentioned so many times, that's a process you and I both really love doing and we'll probably do more podcasts about it. But uh, taking that life vision and mission and that career purpose, those those kind of higher level, higher level, longer term things and using them as a bit of a filter. OK, so right. I go through the topics. I say health. OK, well, given where I want what I want my life to look like 10 or 20 years down the road, a good next step in that direction would be. And for me, it was um, go to the gym two times a week. So I've always been really inconsistent with that. And I know that if I can just be consistent two times a week, I'll probably actually end up doing more. But let's set the bar low so I can have something with consistency. Right. And then again, going to the finance category, I said, okay, what's the long-term vision? And I looked at it and said, all right, given that, what I want the next step in that direction would be to set budgets for our family on a couple key categories where we're, where we typically, um, overspend or just want to keep more of an eye on. Well, can I butt in here? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause like finances is an area that I have typically thought I'm fairly decent at it's something I've done in my career. It's something that I pay a lot of attention to, but, uh, last year, uh, or the year before, I can't remember which, uh, when I was going through this area, the first inclination was to say, well, I kind of, I'm okay on this area. And then when I said, well, I've got to have a one thing in this area, uh-huh. and I began to think about it, I all of a sudden realized, you know, as, as much as I give attention to this area, I have always stumbled on the area of budgeting. It's always been a frustration. So I began to think about that a little bit deeper, and I realized that if I simply looked at my credit card bill every week, I was going to make progress. So, you know, virtually all credit cards have online access to it. So I sent a reminder and my one thing was to review and budget my credit card. Mm -hmm. Because everything else is almost automatic in finances, your, your mortgage and everything else. And all of a sudden, by coming down to that kind of crystal clarity, I actually made progress for the first time that I could remember in the area of budgeting. Yeah. 
So, you know, that that is for me an example of thinking and going, what would actually move the, the needle in the area of budgeting? And for me, it was get a handle on your credit card. Right. So even in, in this instance, the, the eight categories, the framework actually prompted you to um, think bigger than you were before because you took a category that you wouldn't have addressed with any goals and you sat there for a minute and thought about what could I do to, to grow even more in this area. Right. Bigger and deeper. You know, for us, it's been hard to stay focused and motivated with budget-related stuff. And so we flipped it from being a negative thing to being a positive thing. And so instead of setting a budget with the mindset of let's restrict ourselves to less, we said let's set a budget to remove the anxiety and make purchasing more fun. And so we said specifically for one of the categories was house projects. It's this big stressor every time we try to decide if we should do a project or not. Because I don't know, like, can we do it? Sure, I guess we can afford it. Like, who's to say if it's a good decision or not? Right. There's no real thing to measure it up against. So we said, let's just set a number for the year. This is how much we, we can spend on house projects. And then when we come to a, a project we want to do, we just say, is there enough money left in the year for that? Right. If yes, then we're going to say yes with a big smile and have fun with it and not feel bad. And if we don't have enough, then we'll save it, that project for the next year. Well, and that's that's the nice thing to me about this system is that if you're only thinking about a few things, what's really going to move the needle, it affords you the luxury of thinking deeply about that, of actually giving it the kind of attention that is warranted in that, whether it's uh, your health or whether it's faith or whether it's finances or whether it's something going on with your family. There is an area in, in virtually every one of our lives that really needs attention. So rather than giving so much of ourselves to things that don't really matter, you know, why don't we give deep, creative thought to what really does matter? And that's what this system is about. And so to me, as I begin to think about it, if each year I accomplish two or three or four really significant changes. And I do that year after year, I'm really going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, it simplifies things. I only have a couple of things to remember each year. I only have a couple of things to focus on because the rest really just tends to take care of itself. It's so good. And that kind of leads into an idea that, um, that I love about this framework. And you talked about um, calling it down to the the few most significant goals we can focus on. And one thing I noticed in doing this, I think partly because I'm more conceptual in my personality, but also because uh, there's a real need to address goals that are invisible or intangible. Right. Right. So we would encourage people with, with most of your goals, try to get it as specific as you can. Like try to attach a number to it or some way to measure and know if I accomplished it, I think you'll just be more likely to to get there if you make it specific. But the reality is some goals are are really hard to make concrete and specific like that. So, you know, we talk about um, your life mission or your career purpose. And these are things that really matter, but then how do you turn that into a goal? So one of the ideas that that goes along with this framework is the idea of a, a keystone goal. So within those top few, can you have a goal that kind of helps you um, 
naturally accomplish the other ones, especially if they're more of the invisible type. <laughs> if right. it's a mantra, you know, you care about, if it's a, um, a lifestyle thing or something that's more, um, mission oriented, you're not necessarily doing key activities like going to the gym at this specific time and place. Right. But it's something you want to keep in your mind fresh and at the front of your mind so that you're actually living that principle or that value or that goal. Right. So an example for me, one year I found myself very frustrated that I wasn't getting the time to think and to plan. And I found myself, no matter how much I was aware of it, I just found myself frustrated on it. So I actually culled down my habits to only one thing. And that one thing was to schedule one day a month where I got away and devoted the entire day to thinking and planning. I didn't really worry about what I did, but just that I scheduled the day. So I I told myself in my mind, I said, your only determiner of success this (laughs) year is whether you get those 12 days scheduled. And I knew that if I did all the other good things would flow from it, that it would create a ripple effect for me that would change me. If I gave 12 days to thinking deeply about life and about who I wanted to become, that it would have a ripple effect that would affect all the other areas. And it absolutely proved true. So all I had to think about was scheduling that day and committing myself to that day and not letting that day (laughs) each month get away and all the other stuff happen. So I think that's kind of that keystone. It is. It's a perfect example. I'm just curious, how did that, how did that play out for you when you were actually coming up on that day and during that day? Did you feel the distraction of other stuff or how did it go when you're Oh, it was it was like a million things came out of the woodwork that threatened and and tempted me to not do it. Uh-huh. Uh it was so hard to do. What kept you committed to it? What kept me committed to it is because I only had one thing to do for the year. If if it had been part of five goals, I would have said, oh, well, this is just a good excuse. It was because it was the only thing that I was attaching my success on the year to that caused me to say, dag on it, I am not going to fail on this one thing. (laughs) So even maybe if it had been two or three, I might have given in to the temptation and given in to laziness and and all those things. But because I had in a moment of clarity said, this will make the difference, I stuck with it. Man, that's such a good example. Yeah, it, it, it has my head swirling with different ideas. But for me, an example of the Keystone goal um, has become what Ashley and I call Sunday sync up. And so what we realized is there's a lot of things we're trying to be good about in life that we have maybe like a recurring calendar spot on right. our calendars, things right. like the gym, yeah, things like uh, date nights. You know, every Wednesday, there's the date night. It's planned out for the rest of the year, every Wednesday. But then Tuesday rolls around, and it's like, oh, we're busy. There's these other things. Wednesday rolls around. We're kind of tired, or we didn't plan the babysitter. You know, name, pick, your, pick your obstacle. Something would come up that kind of uh, would get us off track. And so what we realized is if we just take um, one time a week, which needs to be a time that's very, very highly likely to be undisturbed. <laughs> For us, it was kind of Sunday evening, usually and, not any, anything right. else and going on. And very specific. Very specific. Right. 
but let's just commit to that. So don't commit to all the other recurring things on the calendar. Just commit to Sunday night. And during that time, we're going to plan out the week ahead. And so we have our list of our other goals for the year or the things that we want to make sure we do, like plan something with a friend, plan a date night, go to the gym. These are the, that's the time when we make sure we uh, talk about those things. So like you said, by virtue of that one goal, we're naturally going to accomplish a lot of the other goals. And it also incorporates the invisible things. So the Sunday night is when I will review my um, life mission and vision just to keep it front of mind and just remind myself about those things. It's when I'll review things for the business that are really important, like values and key um, goals. So that, yeah, during the week I'm busy, I'm doing lots of other stuff, but because I'm reviewing those things every week, it's always fresh in my mind versus just a nice poster on the wall. Well, and the ripple effect I imagine of that Sunday sync up has got to be huge. You've got a ripple effect of, what it does for y'all's relationship. You've got a ripple effect of what it does for planning, for clarity. Uh, I mean, it probably, in essence, seeps in, infuses in almost every other area of life just by doing that one thing. So it's it's another great example of this. So what we need to be convinced of is that simplifying things down to one thing won't actually detract from making progress. It'll actually help us make progress. And I think that level of clarity uh, actually makes goals effective and helpful in changing, which is actually what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And especially in relationships where a lot of a lot of our desires for relationships are those invisible things. And so we can have the best intentions in the world but we don't actually act on it because we don't have a system or a mechanism to do that. And we talked about um, in one of the early podcasts, the principle of the path and, and intentions. You can have the best intentions. It doesn't actually determine your direction. It's like the path the that does. does. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think that's good. I think one thing that, that people can take away and, and actually try to implement is just try to identify one thing that if you implemented it, if you made it a key goal, would start to really change your life for the better. Right. Even if, if you still hate goals after hearing all about this. <laughs> now they and, really hate goals. <laughs> yeah, now you really hate goals. For, forget the goals. Just pick one thing that is going to really move the needle in your life. That's going to help you become who you want to become and be wholly committed to that one thing. And I think the reality of where people get stuck on these types of activities is we're trying, we feel the need to find the perfect thing. Right. And so we get stuck and we give up because it's like, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't know. What if I make the wrong choice? Or I don't know. There's so many things. And so we would encourage you to don't actually set a timer. Like what I do is set a timer on my phone and just come up with something good and it's good enough because, you know, what we like to say is, you don't have to get it perfect. You just have to get it going. If you wait for perfect, you'll probably get stuck or discouraged. Well, and the beauty about this is I think that uh, we live with ourselves enough that right underneath the surface, somewhere intuitively, we actually know what we need to do to change. All we have to do is raise that to the surface so that it gets the attention that it should get. So 
Uh, it doesn't really take days and weeks and months to figure this out and carefully craft it. It's probably right there at the top of your mind. It just needs the attention that it's worth. So good. All right. We're going to have a book recommendation in a minute. But first, we just wanted to make an ask of you guys. Uh, we're really grateful for all the listeners and for the things you guys have been sharing, um, how this has benefited you. If if you are benefiting from the podcast, could you just share it with a friend? Just pick a friend who you know would appreciate this stuff and share the podcast with them. It'll It'll really help us to grow and reach more of an audience. Thank you very much for all the encouragement and just for being a part of this with us. Yeah, it's really fun. We're excited for where it's headed. And um, we, we, we know a lot of you have topics you want to hear about. So if, if there's a topic you'd love to hear us um, discuss and address on the podcast, go ahead and just share it in the reviews on iTunes. And so we can see it and others can see it. We can start a bit of a dialogue. Great. Here at Greenhouse Effect, we are big fans of our friends at Belay Solutions, a company that provides incredibly top-notch virtual staffing. They actually provide us with executive assistance, but they also staff bookkeepers, web specialists, and social media managers. And the thing is, their customer experience is just incredible, and they have a way of finding just the right people for your needs. So we want to give you a taste of what it's like to work with Belay from one of their clients, Dave Richards, the CEO of Elite Performance Associates. Belay saved me when I was focused on growing my business. You know, I can think of recently, um, I was working with a high profile, uh, you know, federal government agency on a conference for them. And it had a lot of moving parts. You know, my VA allowed me to confidently let go of all of those things and just focus solely on preparing content and delivering a high value program to the client. Belay follows up with me, how can I give more this constant prodding of, you know, how do you, how can we help you more? How can we pull more from your plate so that you can do, you know, what you're meant to do and what you're best at? If you resonate with any of this and want more information, go to belaysolutions.com slash next step. The link is also in the show notes and we've partnered with Belay to give you $200 off your startup fees. All right, Steve, uh, it's your turn for a book recommendation. Uh, what would you suggest people read? You guys will be really thankful that, that I'm giving the reco today because I, I'm, I'm a pretty slow reader. I'm a really, <laughs> I'm a really slow reader. <laughs> so I tend to pick things that are, I don't know, read to me in my car <laughs> or just really short. That um, still works. So today's is a really short one, and it's called Managing Oneself by Peter Drucker. Or Drucker. I'm never Drucker. quite Drucker. Yeah. Peter Drucker is one of these kind of fathers of organizational design and leadership and management and self-growth. He he's just got a lot of great stuff. A picture of wisdom. He is. He yeah. is a picture of wisdom. Yeah. And he's the little unknown fact is he's actually highly influenced a lot of the authors and, and thought leaders that we talk about. And so he published an article a long time ago. I, I think it was Harvard Business Review that was got a lot of popularity. And at some point, they decided to turn it into a little book. So it's actually only the length of an article. Wow. In a, in a magazine, but it's, by, you know, it's bound and published as a book. 
So I love it. It's short. <laughs> well, it's great. And I haven't read it, so I'm looking forward to getting to it. Yeah. So it's a simple one. It's cheap. It's quick to read. Managing oneself by Peter Drucker. And he, he definitely hits on ideas of goals and directionality in life, but also all kinds of other helpful topics in that category. And it's all packed into one short, little bite-sized chunk. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe and come on, do us a favor, leave a five-star review. It'll help others find the show too.